Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest. To one's live request. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tawanda's Live Request, a.k.a. TLR. I'm here with my co-host, Nick. What's up? And my homie, J.P. McDade. What's going on, hello, bro? Hello. My pleasure to be here. I'm Thanks happy. So for, I'm happy you're here, bro. I'm really I'm happy. happy. How you doing, bro? I feel good. There are candles lit. There's yeah. It gets coffee a, and mugs. Oh, you're it's doing great. great ambiance. I got oat milk in this shit. Ooh. Yo, oat milk makes every car- coffee feel like hearty. <laughs> it's more robust. Like a stew, like a morning stew. I guess, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. exactly. Like, oh, yes, yeah, morning I stew. I prefer mine poured out from a Duncan uh, employee with contempt. That's how I like to take it. Nothing in it but the contempt. Wait, are you from New England? Uh, I grew up mostly in Connecticut. All right, that makes, yeah, then, yeah. Then, then that makes perfect sense. Cause, yeah, it's in my blood. Yeah, because I, I tried to go to Duncan out here, and I was just like, yo, it's not the... Where's the anger? There's yeah. A, <laughs> there's no. a wide variety. There's like it's it's, it's ap- you know there's more apathy here than like yeah in Duncan's in New England there's actual anger there's actual anger in New England but then in New York sometimes you'll get a Duncan where they're like oh they're this is their passion like they're taking this super seriously they want to make me happy yeah all right well we're I'm happy you're here but for those who don't know this is the musical advice show basically if you have any situation problem or even a good thing let me know and I'll find you the perfect song for it that's my that's my credo. That's how we do things. So, JP, let me know. Um, I talked to you earlier, and you told me what your favorite song was. And remind me one time. Yeah, my favorite song right now is probably Shark Smile by Big Thief. Shark Smile. Of, I don't think it's their latest album. I think it's the one before that. All right, word. Let's play Shark Smile real quick. Let's yeah. talk about this. The intro, and I heard this the first time, it kind of reminded me of, um, you ever, you ever play that game for Sega? Uh, what was it called? It was like you were inside Toe of Jam a- and Earl. <laughs> I wish it's uh it was a game where like you play like a comic book artist right who also like knew like karate <laughs> had a pet rat everyone had to know karate in Sega Genesis video games yeah Shaq oh my god Shaq but yes <laughs> but anyway it was I think it was called Comic Zone oh I remember that I performed there in Charlotte North Carolina <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh damn it's weird how he you're yeah. like breaking through the here panels comes here yes yeah, oh anyway it's a game like where it's like you broke through the pan- you broke through all the panels and shit, right? And like, yeah. but the, the, the story was like you're you're a comic book artist and you're drawing your comic book, and then the villain of your comic book comes out and traps you in it, and now he's drawing all your enemies and stuff. So you have to fight your way through the entire thing. That's cool. It was super cool. It was super like it's ahead of its time, but also if you look at it, it's like the most '90s. Like the guy has yeah. like he has. Like that, the shaved sides, ponytail, rides around on a skateboard like Bart Simpson. No, it's a, I think it's before skateboard. He had like a, he had like tight Birkenstocks and like white socks, nice shorts, a jean jacket vest, and like a gray hoodie, and those weird like. So just like a comic in Bushwick now. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and then he had like those weird like uh, natural born killers sunglasses that Woody Harrelson had. The sketchy shit. The, the sketchy yeah. shit. Yeah. Exactly, but that's like, but the game. Every time it started, it has the same like intros. This because like I like how the song kind of starts. Like, it's kind of like it's, in the chaos and yeah. the order is restored. Exactly, it's like oh shit, and then it's like it's kind of like oh what you call it? It's foreshadowing. Yes, because the song is ridiculous. The song is like ridiculous. I didn't realize how dark it was until I kind of looked into it. Yeah, like the first time I heard it, because I, I didn't realize it's like the third time. So the first time I heard it, I was just like in my bushwick apartment, and I was like, damn. 
I'm part of the problem now. Right? <laughs> like this is me being part of the problem. Just using my toaster oven, listening to the song, taking a shower, just looking pensively out the window. Yeah, like oh god, I am I am the I am the ones my neighbors hate right now. <laughs> but yeah, I like I listen to it, and it's Big Thief, right? I googled them. Yeah, I found out that um they, yeah, they are Brooklyn based. Yep. Surprise, surprise. But they went to they all went to Berkeley. Yeah. And they, were, they didn't form a band at Berkeley until they all graduated. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, I know people have gone to Berkeley. I think you all have. And it's like a lot of people just drop out. Just yeah, like, it's hey. like Harvard with the way people drop out to form startups. Like yes. people drop out of Berkeley to just, like, go do to, go tour. Like John Mayer went to Berkeley and just, like, left to go to Georgia to do, like, live music. And Eric Andre went to Berkeley. Yeah. Kenny Beats went to Berkeley. Really? Yeah. Uh, but it's funny that they, they're like, oh, we're all going to go. We're all going to graduate. If you're listening to this at Berkeley, drop out. Drop out. <laughs> or if you want to be part of Big Thief. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. a tuba player. It's crazy. They're like, all right, we're all going to graduate first. So I imagine, yeah. like, all right, we're going to start this band first, 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 first things first. But what's your GPA? I got to see. Like, <laughs> yeah, Send me a resume. We'll start a band. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have to bring in a fucking CV when you're uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit and it, like back in the day it used to be like oh it was just like help wanted we need a guitar player and you showed up like I could play the guitar and that was the band yeah and now they're just like oh we're gonna we're just it, gonna, like, we, every band has been formed throughout history has been like okay we got two people who can really play the hell out of their instruments and write songs and we need some filler yeah we, we have, <laughs> uh, and we have like survive behind a drum set Please yeah, join our do your thing. Yep, that's that's all. That's all it takes. I remember Blink One Eighty Two. It was like they had a, a drummer, then he couldn't make it on one flight. Oh no! And like I think there was a band, the Aquabats, and Travis Barker was part of it. And they were just like, "Yo, really? You, like, can you like just play the drums for us?" And he's like, "Okay." So he's the Lou Gehrig of Blink One Eighty Two, the luckiest man. <laughs> yeah, while he pipped into the band, bro. <laughs> One guy gets hurt, and you show up here, Travis Barker. Yeah, and Travis Barker was so crucial in the sense of just, like, he just, uh, what you call it? Like, he bridged the gap, I think, for, like, uh, rock, punk rock, and hip-hop. Because there's always, there always, like, a, a thing there. And I think the skateboarding got one that got more popular. It became, like, oh, it's, like, it's the, the cultures are paralleling. But then, like, yeah. Travis Barker came out and was like, hey, I'm covered in tattoos. I got this Cadillac tattoo. His MTV Cribs was like, his crib was super dope. That's right. He did have that Cadillac tattoo. Yeah, he was. Big and, chest piece. Exactly. And the next thing you know, he was in the fucking Diddy video for Bad Boys for Life playing the drums with Iconic Dave Navarro. Iconic video. Iconic. Pranking Ben Stiller. <laughs> Shot me a holla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so this song anyway, why is it your favorite right now? It's, I, I think, yeah, it's been probably my favorite for the last couple of months. There's something about, so like, we commented on how the chaotic intro gives way to like those guitar chords that come in and kind of like restore order. There's something about those chords. It's like I had like a visceral reaction to that where it feels it just kind of light. It hits some nerve where it's like, oh, this sound is like deeply soothing. Something about that. Yeah. And then the hook is amazing. She said, "Ooh, like, oh, that's fucking awesome. I don't know. There's something so cool. I, I heard about this band um from a friend of mine who like we've been good friends since we were little kids yeah and we uh lived together in brooklyn for several years and um he's a big musician he's a really good drummer and he uh he's like oh dude i just saw this band big thief and it was like he, he described it as uh the feeling of like seeing nirvana in like 1991 or something like when a band is like about to oh you know there's something special about this band. i love that and they came out like masterpiece was their first big hit off of uh 
I guess that first album they put out and then uh, I kind of like somewhat kept in touch with them over the last like few years and then like I dove into their I think most recent album I really liked it so also oh, like that's I like how I like that that's how, like that's one thing because I'm a big rat like rap fan or whatever yeah. but like one thing I always am jealous of with like other with like rock and shit or indie rock is like you can be like I discovered I went I saw a live show yeah and I saw this band and they were great yeah because like with rap and shit it's like it could be the, the the artist could be good or whatever but a lot of them can, can can't perform live and yeah even if even if they do have good stage presence they can f- perform i've been to a, just a couple of rap shows it's like i would love to hear the lyrics right now <laughs> yeah right you can't it's not ideal it's not ideal but like any like any rock should be like oh shit like this like you can go and like you can see a band do like a sound check and you're like who are you yeah you hear their stage banter and stuff in between songs and it's like sweet it's you know you get to know them intimately but i the, the only the closest experience I've, to that i've had with hip-hop is i think maybe the best live show i've ever seen is the roots but you're gonna say that yeah. yeah but that's like i saw them do like a 40 minute set airtight nothing in between it's like it is hip-hop but it's you know the instrumentation is different is unconventional and it's uh they just fucking shredded for 45 minutes and that was it like wall to wall there was no air in between Damn, that's crazy yeah. it was nuts the great Guga Muga in prospect park i don't know if they do that festival anymore but i have no i never heard, i never heard of that it was shit. like food and music it was like food trucks it was peak gentrifier <laughs> oh my god that's one of those, yeah it's one of those festivals you're just like as a like as like a young person you're like this is awesome but as a person that lives here you're like Fuck. <laughs> yeah. As a 22 year old, like, oh man, I'd love to spend 14 dollars on something from a food truck and you know listen to the Roots. Who yeah. would hate me? If yeah, they knew me. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, but that shit sucks. Like, how exciting it is to gentrify a place. <laughs> it's it's, it's so thrill, it's man. so exciting. <laughs> a lot of people will never know that joy. I remember like one time, like I was in Boston and we did like I did a, a festival that was in like it was all in U-Haul trucks. Oh yeah, oh, night cricket, God. and it was like this is that sounds fun. It, yeah, it was, but it's just like we're ruining this a lot of eye rolling. Yeah, a lot as of eye rolling. Saw that like, from a distance. A lot of like, what the fuck are you? I just picture them singing that Jack Skellington song. <laughs> What's this? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> They're playing in the truck. <laughs> uh, that rules. Yeah, but um, Shark Smile. A couple of things about this that I like. That also, I also I just noticed. First of all, it's called Shark Smile, mm. and it made me think, like, yeah, sharks, uh, they don't, yeah, it's not, it's just their natural It's not state. a smile. It's not yeah. a smile. It's just like, what, so what does that mean? It just means, uh, to me, it meant, like, it's just, you don't see, like, you see they're distracted by a smile, but it's danger. Yeah. And I, that's where, like, the song is so foreboding, but it sounds so, like, upbeat, but it's really, like, it's about a car accident. It's about yeah. people, people dying. Yeah, apparently I, I read. I, you probably read the same NPR thing that I read. Uh, I think it was NPR, but it was like uh, the song is like an amalgam of the lead singer. She had a couple of friends who died in car accidents, and like one of them, uh, they were uh, a lesbian couple, and like one of the people died and one lived, and that's like what the song is about in the like last verse. Yeah, that's just. But I had the same experience as you, where like I didn't realize that's what it was about until like third or fourth time listening yeah exactly the first time you're like okay this is kind of cool the second time you're like cool, all right love song then you like the third or fourth time you're like wait what the fuck? like oh shit when did someone gets song, impaled when did the song come out i want to say 2017 is that like around pumped up kicks time it's a little after pumped up yeah. kicks was i think like 2012 oh, okay. around then i remember there was like an era of like, one of those sneaky dark yeah yeah 
my favorite sneaky dark song, and everybody fucking knows it. And you tell people all the time, and it, it, it's everyone knows. You already know what I'm gonna fucking say. <laughs> Semi Charm Life. What? No, Hey Ah. Oh yeah, of oh. course. Yeah. Hey Ah is the most, is the the one of the best sneaky dark songs. Why oh why are we so in denial? Yeah, we're no, not happy here. You know, yeah, we're not happy. Like our parents, yeah. Are, like yeah, our parents said we're not gonna fucking make it. Yeah, or even like Return of the Mac. Oh yeah, hella sneak is stop telling everyone about your big break. Yeah, the, here, here, her, her whole part right there. If, if you had like the seven minute version, she's just laughing at him. I didn't know there was a seven minute version. Yeah, this is it's, 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 like, it's her talking. She like, records a podcast, yeah. hating on Mark Morrison, and that's his only hit. <laughs> that's his only hit. The irony of that. Return that's of incredible. the Mac. That's like because I remember he used to be like, all right, oh, I took a loss, and I'm gonna bounce back. I'm gonna get dressed, I'm gonna get fly, and go out, and I'm gonna be good. But I realized it's like, that's a song where like, you listen to it, and you're like, all right, yeah, she broke my heart, and you get dressed, and you get getting ready to leave, and you sit down, and you just start crying, and you don't get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know, I can't. I'm fly for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just fresh ordered Uber Eats again. <laughs> like, yeah. To impress the delivery guys. Like, Backstreet's back, all right. What are you back from? Yeah, what are you back? <laughs> Yo. That, I think, that feels like that was their, like, sad attempt to be like, all right, we're not in sync. We're not. They were bouncing back from the abuse of Lou Pearlman. That's what that was. It's an extremely dark song. People don't know. <laughs> we're back. Oh, my God. Nick, Car- right. Nick Carter was out here beating up every, any, anyone that wasn't a man. Like he was- <laughs> <laughs> You identify as something else, Nick Carter's kicking your ass. Yep, and then. You ever, you ever watch uh, Nick Carter and Aaron Carter's like reality show? No, no, no the Carter's did, did reality they have show? a Cribs episode? I feel like I might have watched a little of that reality show actually. Cause Didn't they get in a fight because they both fucked Paris Hilton or some shit? Probably. <laughs> All three of those people look alike. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> so weird. <laughs> That's too close. Mm. I, know, I just remember Nick being in Aaron's face and like he's out to like fight him and it's like Aaron is way, like he's so much smaller than him. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I used to hate Aaron Carter with all my heart. Dog. Oh, for sure. I was like, I was risen. He was like, the worst because I was I was twelve, and this is before I understood like how things get whitewashed and how like yeah. I was like he's rap. I was like he's rapping. He shouldn't be able to do this. Yes, but I his mean, songs were like, was he able to do it? <laughs> he was. Yeah, he beat Shaq. <laughs> But no, and, and I, also when Shaq when Shaq agreed to be on in the video getting like I was like something's like, I I should have known then you're a Republican bro because it's like <laughs> like Aaron Carr is like okay I'm gonna be in this video and like you're gonna I'm gonna beat you in a basketball game I five foot five Aaron Carter gonna beat you Shaquille O'Neal well, Shaq we from here <laughs> okay. I'll be right there he's big on saying yes to stuff <laughs> I just I just worked with Shaq a couple weeks ago he was a presenter on an award show that I wrote for oh yeah and he it was like. <laughs> I think he did it even for not even a paycheck because he it was a Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year awards yeah. and he bought a share of like the parent company that owns it so he just like did he just loves doing stuff he's just out there <laughs> he's doing things make you know making speeches making fun of people yeah there's a whole generation of kids right now who know who Shaq is but not they don't know not he's the a, basketball they player. don't know he's a basketball player no they maybe know he was a genie at some point and <laughs> and a rapper but and a, now he's just the friend of the general yeah <laughs> yo and what's crazy about that did you know he's he because I, I had to find out I was like why are you doing this yeah. and he was just like because the, that was the first car insurance he ever had really it was the general but the, what brand loyalty yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be loyal to Geico. <laughs> Later on. I don't know that lizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shack. That's, uh, 
It's just the guy coach was trying like they trying to just get him like come on bro. We took a picture. I, I bothered him for a picture. We were both like in the wings uh, right before he was going on stage, and I, I wanted to do like you know how he used to look at his hand as like a celebration. Like he'd block a shot yeah. and he'd look at his hand like what did I just do? I was like can we do that? We both put our hands up and his dwarf's mind like it's ridiculous. He's like look at your little big hands. <laughs> what does that mean? But thank you. I don't know. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Yo, I heard a story that might not be true, but I read it on like Reddit or some shit, and it was like this dude was at a urinal with like with Shaq, yeah, and he looked over, he saw Shaq, <laughs> and he looked, and Shaq was like, "Yeah, I know it's shocking, big man, regular size penis." <laughs> man, America's fixation with with Shaq's privates, I find it unhealthy. Yeah, a little bit, but let the man live. <laughs> it works anyway. With that said. <laughs> Let's go from that obsession to let's talk about you. What's going on in your life, man? Man, I'm uh, I'm good overall. I'm just kind of in this weird state of flux. It's like I've I've been so I've been living in Connecticut for the last year. Yeah, I'm like commuting into the city. I've been living at my my parents' place mm-hmm. that they've been renting, and now they're uh, they're going south. So it's like time to move back. I was just like I was living in Bushwick for a bit, and I was in Crown Heights for like years prior to that, and. Uh, uh, at the time, at the beginning of the year, I was just like, I don't have a job right now. I might as well just, like, take advantage and, you know, commute nice. into the city to do comedy or whatever. So I've been, like, living that life and doing, like, writing jobs as they come up here and yeah. there, which has been great. But now it's, like, time to move back. I'm in the process of, like, I just got an apartment. I'm in the process of, like, nailing down a day job. And it's been in that, like, weird, I don't know, you know, do I do I hold out? Do I wait for, like, another writing job to come along? Or do I, like, do something that's just going to pay the bills? So now I'm, like in bill pay mode and like everything a lot of things are changing oh so basically you're becoming an adult i'm becoming an adult you know at the age of 30 which is when you're supposed to oh that's the, that's the perfect time <laughs> to become an adult and deal with like adult shit like that and it's yeah. funny i was more adult when i was like 22 you think yeah i had a, I had a desk job i was doing in the nine to five i was I had you know had a place in the city i was uh yeah, no, comedy has caused me to devolve as a human being. I'll say, <laughs> I was actually just thinking about this like the other day, and I was like, I was, I was like, what defines what defines adulthood? And I was like, is it a nine to five? Is it like a suit and shit? It's like having a kid, or like having a family. Like, that's I don't think it's any of that shit. No, because like I think it really is. Like at the end of the day, it kind of just comes down to like your mindset towards things and like the being able to be like make critical decisions, being like, okay. I don't want to do this, but like I have to, I have to do this to support what I'm trying to do, or like just being able to be accountable for your, like your actions and stuff. Yeah, because I have friends, I have friends, I know people. We all probably know people who are just like they're in like their 30s or whatever, but they st- like not wouldn't, close. You, to you wouldn't consider them an adult. No, they're like, are people going to ask you for advice with like doing their taxes or something? Yeah, like, are people going to to me is adulthood, or is are people going to ask you like, yo, um, are people going to ask you to speak at a funeral? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, like you're not asking the kid to speak at a funeral. Yeah, not asking. Yo, I saw some shit happen. I remember I went to my uncle's oh, no. funeral like three months ago, and sorry, it's uh, it's all good. But uh, we got there, and this is like my this uncle. This is my this like, this is my dad's best friend, and we get there, and my dad is just like, so I look at the program, and he's the MC, like he's supposed to like run the whole thing, and he's like, I found out when I read the program. Really? Yeah, he had no idea that. Oh cause man, because the, the, the family trusted him that much. And then I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" So I walk, so I I, I come with my, my my uncle, and um, I'm we're like we're getting ready to go into like you know the room and see the body and shit. So I sit down, 
And then I get, I see the, I see the, uh, the program. Yeah. I look at all the names and stuff, and I was like, oh, there's a guy named Tawanda who's gonna speak. That's interesting. <laughs> and right under that, right, no, right, under, right, right under that, there was another Tawanda. It was me. They had me speaking like three minutes, and I was like, wait, what? This is how you're finding out. That, 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 that's how I, that's how I found out. Wow. And I was like, damn, this is how people, this is how this family sees me. Like, oh, you can, we want you to speak at the funeral. That's kind of cool. It's cool. Right? It yeah. was cool, but it's it was like, like I was like mark of is, respect. Yeah, it was. I was like, this, I was like, this is this is adult shit because yeah. like they're looking at you like it's a funeral too. Like you know, emotions are running crazy high. Yeah, but they're like, we trust you not to say anything ridiculous. Right. Like, I remember my dad last year at my at his uncle's funeral in the church. Like he was doing a reading, uh, and I remember just okay, just don't bomb. Don't bomb. I'm yeah. just like looking at him like, do we need to get you a prompter? We'll do this. <laughs> just don't blow it. And he did great. Yeah. It's that's that that to me is like adulthood. And also like more lightly more lightly, like you know, doing your taxes or talk about like yeah. th- like I learned so Life much stuff. about 401ks yeah. in the past like three months. I'm like, damn like and everywhere I'm at, like I be I was in I was on vacation with my parents in Cancun. But I got drunk with these Canadian like college kids. And I was just giving them like life advice. Like, yeah. Without, I was like, no, you have to like fuck getting a job on it. Just understand how savings work. All right. Yeah. There's a Roth. You can like put, get a savings account, put like $50 like a month. Yeah. A few miles east of here, you got the Cayman Islands. You can form an <laughs> offshore account there. And no one will ever know about it. Let me teach you how to dodge taxes. <laughs> Uh, if you uh, also since I'm unemployed, I've been telling everybody like how to get like Medicare and like get yeah. Medicaid. Insurance. Also, with that said, if you're listening to this right now and you don't have health insurance, go and like fucking apply for. The, if you live in unless if you live in um New York, Massachusetts, or California, definitely do this. If you live in like Alabama, I don't know that that shit. They probably best of luck. Best of luck. They probably give you like some band aids or some shit and say <laughs> good luck. Find some herbs. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck to you. Exactly. You gotta find some shit. They they probably give you they probably give you like holy water. Yeah. <laughs> they give you Chick-fil-A. a small Bible. <laughs> give you some dipping sauces. Yeah. yeah, what some dipping dots. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yo, go get some yo, apply for some fucking coverage, yo. Apply if you don't if you don't have a job or your job doesn't offer health insurance, go apply for some shit like right now. Because if you get in a car accident like the lady in Shark Smile. You're yeah. gonna be up a creek. You're gonna you be up a creek without insurance. a battle, and she'll make all. She'll make all that money. Yeah. No one's gonna write a song about you. No one's but, gonna write a song about you. Go get a hospital bed. Yeah. Get a hospital. Sign up for insurance or befriend some musicians that will sing your praises <laughs> once you die. People who can who can help you crowdfund with their <laughs> with their music. Exactly. All right. So anyway, I did this, a lot of thinking. I tried to find like the right song that would help in this transition to coming back into the city and finding a day job. It's the stuff. return of the Mac. Yeah. Basically, Mac Dade. He's coming back. This that, is the return. I wish... I, I, oh, I'm so angry. I did not think about doing that. Because I'd be like, that would have been fucking incredible. But I was like, nah. <laughs> You just line it up like, yeah, I mean, this song is kind of spiritually the same as... Let's just hit it. Return of the Mac... I feel like you should be hosting this podcast. Like, I should not. Like, you know what? I can't, like, you know, fuck everything I was going to say. You know what? I can't, even, I can't even say anything now. I, I, can't, I was like, damn. I was so ready. Like, that that would have been fucking perfect. What the fuck? Or Baby Shark. Yo, I'm just angry because like, I spent like an hour listening to Bruce Springsteen earlier. <laughs> because 
because the song because the song Shark Smile it was inspired by some Bruce Springsteen like yeah. Bruce Springsteen's lyricism or whatever. Oh, okay. So I listened. I listened to a ton of Bruce Springsteen. I listened to like new Bruce Springsteen, which is the saddest oh, wow. shit. Super. It got sadder as he got older. It's for sure. yeah, and it's like, but you're worth so much fucking money. Like, yeah. how are you this sad? But he had that horny optimism when he was doing like Darkness on the Edge of Town, <laughs> and stuff like that. And now it's like oh, I'm an old man in Atlantic City is falling apart. <laughs> yeah, that's that, 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 that. That's it. But I was like, so I tried. I tried to go that route. That didn't fucking work. And I tried to go the indie route. I went Dirty Projectors. But Ooh, I was, but I was like, that is too. Oh, it's, a it's, little quirky. Yeah, a little quirky. It was, it was like, it felt like I was listening to like. It was like I was trying to get into the mood to watch what was that movie? Not Midsommar, but the one before it. Oh, the other uh, Ari Aster movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like getting ready to watch Hereditary. Like, yeah, I was like that. That was some Hereditary. I, I was like, this isn't the vibe I want to yeah. have. Let's watch some ugly people act. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the cast of Hereditary. Bro, <laughs> so many ugly bodies, bro. <laughs> this ugly A twenty four is doing a lot of good work for the ugly community. You know what? Shout out to that, bro. Uncut gems, man. We need That's like the ass. Godfather for ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching the movie like, am I? Su- who is that guy? Like, <laughs> None of those people are actors. Person? Okay, I'm it's like, nuts. It's, Am I supposed to know this person? Yeah, it that's, was good. That, but I know a, Adele Dazeem, but I don't know any of these. Adele Dazeem. <laughs> But with Hereditary, that's what made it real, bro. Everyone in that cult was so fucking ugly. <laughs> Everyone, and then the cult, the cult leader, like what's the old, the old cult leader? She was like, it's in a pant, in a pantsuit. She's in like a regular pantsuit with legs crossed. Like, yeah, it's not doing anything for you, Hilda. <laughs> yeah, and then like the, and then I like to think there was a makeup department that uglied them up a little bit. I don't want to be calling these actors. Unfortunately. Nah, nah. <laughs> okay, nah, they probably were just like. No, nah, you're, you're what? You're great. Come in. <laughs> they didn't put, on, they didn't put any makeup on them. Like, you know, you're fine. <laughs> they probably gave them the same treatment that makeup artists, no, that hairstylists give black actors when they walk on a stage. You know what? Uh, you're you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're okay. You ever see you ever, you ever see that shit? Oh, of course. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to make an attempt here. Yo. I'm just gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you some powder and you're fine. Oh yeah, like, no. really? Oh, I, I, the last person was in here for a minute. minute yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, you're you're good. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You just come if out I told like you they Eddie needed Murphy you to cut my sketch. hair right now, you would freak v- out right panic. now, wouldn't you? Oh my god, that's why I you just like- watch Barbershop to try to cram. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to okay so I got to make fun of him. And <laughs> I got to say, okay, we're gonna talk about boxing. We're gonna talk about him this haircut. We gotta talk about how Rodney King is a. Fo- we gotta talk about how Rodney King deserved it. Okay, <laughs> Rosa Parks ain't do nothing but sit her ass down. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why are you speaking in that voice? Like, <laughs> I didn't need any of that. I'm sorry. I just saw Cedric as an authority figure, and I wanted to come. There's no way they know that man's name is Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> what's, his, what's his last name? The Mr. Entertainer. Mr. The Entertainer. <laughs> Comes in a long line. It's a of, Dutch name. I had a bit that I was trying to do for a while that I was like, I, I changed my name. It's a stage name, but I just didn't want to get bits that I didn't want to get stage time just because my last name is The Entertainer. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't always play. Yo, speaking of barbershops being problematic and shit, (laughs) I had this happen the other day. I was there and um, I'm getting I'm getting a cut, and we're like arguing about like billionaires and shit. I'm I'm also I decided I'm an adult too. I'm old enough to participate to weigh in to weigh in, mm. and like I could make a po- I made a point. Somebody's like I can't argue with that. I was like exactly like nice. So anyway, we're talking about like I was like Jay. I was like I don't support 
Jay Z being a billionaire. Like, yeah. Well, if you listen to this, I support it. I support it fully. Put this on title, <laughs> please. I'm like, please. I, I, we need this. We need. But anyway, we're talking about billionaires and how it's wrong. And he was like, yeah, but like the the one the barber was like, yeah, but don't you think that the black man finally deserves his chance to rise above after we've been mistreated for so long? I was like, yeah, I guess again. With that said, you know who I support? Hitler. <laughs> He said it dead ass. I was like, wait, I was like, what? Woo. Was, hold on, hold on. I was, I was like, wait, he's, he's like, what was his reason? Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't. All the clippers in the shop just stop. <laughs> no, the, the, the scary part is they didn't. <laughs> Nothing, everything was, I was like, wait, what? And the he pole was, stopped spinning. <laughs> yeah. It starts spinning the other way. Like, <laughs> it was, yeah. but I was like, and he was like, yeah, because it was like, he felt like, you know, you got it. You got it. Us. So we're gonna get the get back is sitting. I was like, I don't think you understand. Wow. That sounds like an opinion made with no research. I had to like, so I had to explain. I'm like, all right. So before there was that, there was Prussia, and Prussia had an auto von auto von Bismarck controlled a lot. And there was they, Prussia here, Prussia over there. Exactly. A lot of Prussia. So anyway, so basically, during World War One. After after the Germans lost, the rest of the countries decided to get back and and you know in fact cripple Germany. Hitler rose up and used the sentiments, the anti-Jewish sentiments, to build up a scapegoat. Yeah, and scapegoat that, and yeah. wild nationalism. Yeah, and after that, and he was just like, oh, and that was the end of that. So anyway, you want to part on the left? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it but that, that, that's what I love about barbershop arguments, though. Like when I gave him like actual facts. He was just like, oh. Never mind. You you enlightened that man. Yeah. You did good work. It's important. I mean, if people are going to have that hot take about Hitler, it's important to have like a measured response. And I feel like you you brought that. If yeah. you weren't there, he would have gone on about his day. Just yeah. thinking it's all right for it to side with Hitler. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens when like you tip really well at a barber. They listen. <laughs> they listen. Tip always tip well at barbershops. I tell people that all the time too. Like yo, that's tip. the seven dollar level of input. <laughs> it's when you can you can push back. Yeah, is the barbershop Patreon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for ten dollars you can. He's play. a Hitler level patron. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was thinking about songs and shit. I was thinking about what to give you. My first instinct was um, "You're a Man Now, Boy" by Rally Richie. I don't know it. All right. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm thinking. Play- of, I think of Roddy Rich when you say that. Name. I don't know Rally Richie. Rally Richie. Yeah. All right, this is a dude that you you watch Game of Thrones, right? I've seen like two episodes. Yeah. Anyway, but he was a character. Like, he's like the only black dude on Game of Thrones. Yeah, great. He, he was a great one on Game of Thrones, and like he's when he's not doing that, when he's not acting and being disappointed by the eighth season like everybody else, <laughs> he like makes like moody, sad boy British like pop rap. Okay, he's kind of like Drake, but like. Just like you know, like more, like but the beats are like basically, yeah, exactly. That, 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 that's exactly. Yo, this is mental. <laughs> this is the mental massive. I'm stressed out right now. <laughs> Yo, the East stains massive, <laughs> calling out to everyone. How it's out featuring allergy. Oh my god. Yo, I was well sad right now because <laughs> me bird done nick nick me trainers. <laughs> That's what your that's what your sad Drake music is about in England. Oh god! I just want to hear y'all. Can y'all please just keep talking. Like this is that's that's this what's my, going on, bruv? You're bro, all right. It's all love. It's all love. It's yeah. Just, now it's mental in in the streets. So <laughs> you we're got... driving on the wrong side of the road and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> 
makes me disturbed. Right, traffic it, it like it weighs heavy on me heart. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm in a roundabout, just going round and round. No exit in sight, mate. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And Chelsea are shit. <laughs> Chelsea are shit. This year, the bottom of the tables. Sometimes we're not even screaming for the match, bro. <laughs> screaming all like this inside, facing, mate. I'm facing relegation. <laughs> and when I throw flares at the other side's keeper, I'm really throwing them at me father. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because all I can do is just be the tourist who's just like, oh, excuse me, guys. Can you tell me how to get to the... How to get to Notting Hill? I want to see. Uh, I want to see where Hugh Grant. I feel like if you do that in London, like in certain parts of London, they're like, "Oh, you're not from our exact block. We're gonna fuck you up." <laughs> there's a lot of super like. There's a real fist fight culture. Oh my god, I was out. I, I was out there in 2019, and it was yeah. like at, at the beginning of the night, I just saw people like just outside practicing fighting. <laughs> they were just practicing. They're like, All right. They're like shadow boxing, just getting ready. Like, all right, yeah, how's it going? Like, if I see you, at like, is I'll see you now. But if I see you at one a.m., just know it's, it's just Ricky Hatton out there, like <laughs> sparring in the street. It's like the pur- It's like the purge. Like, hey, we're we're cool right now, but at one o'clock, all bets are off. It's just tracksuit purge. As <laughs> as, it's a jarring experience to learn that there are tough British people oh, as yeah. an American. You don't think they exist? But yeah, they do. Then you watch like Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, and you're like, yeah. holy shit. All you see is like old war movies <laughs> where the British are like the sissies who we need to bail out. Right, right. Like I say, we just give Hitler what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> My barber's like, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's play that Rally Reggie real quick. This is, a, this is my first choice. Because I was like, all right. I was like, this is this is good. Because um, Rally Reggie, it's weird because Still he has he has very similar to Drake in the sense of like all right he was a ch- he was like an actor that became a rapper yeah successful actor because he was on yeah he was on Game of Thrones he, and he survived to the end so like it's weird to hear him just sing and be like oh, I'm like really sad it's also the only concert I went to I've gone to in New York so far and like, really? at one point I was like I was literally crying really yeah I was cr- I was like just I was in tears moving just moved I was like it was, it's funny because it's like well, the issue with uh, rap and like a lot of like popular rap music or just anything like that is like a lot of artists when they try to do that sing songy rap shit, they don't sound like this. Is, like a lot of studio editing, it's not like auto tune, but like you see that right. live, a lot it's of like After Effects, yeah, and a lot of phrasing that isn't that doesn't quite make sense musically. Yeah, they're just like uh, I, I have lyrics, but I want to sing them. Exactly. Yeah, you know, there's not like a musical phrase. Yeah. So that's where, like, I watched and I was like, you can't sing that well, but you're trying really, really hard. Yeah, he's putting his soul into it. Yeah, it was just, they're not there. But he's also not, like, a great, like, rapper. What's his instrumental setup for a live show for this kind of music? <gasps> oh, fuck. Um, I feel like he'd have a, a Moog on stage. And oh. guy <laughs> playing the drums, a guy in the Moog. What the fuck is a Moog? It's a synthesizer, like keys. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> I know that's what they call that shit. It's a brand. It's, pre- it's supposed to be pronounced Moog, but it's 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 Moog. Ew. Yeah, they don't have a choice at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's got <laughs> too far. But no, uh, like, I think he had a key. Uh, yeah, yeah he, had, he, had, he had a band upstairs. He had, he had his band up there with I him. I picture, like, soft neon colors. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> a lot of that. And then he did this thing where he was Julio just, Torres like, type of setup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, I got... <laughs> <laughs> Alright 
I hate that I can't do this, but I gotta like tell y'all like basically, basically I'm gonna tell you like a summary of what he said, and then you gotta if you you can say it like this. Basically, he was like, "All right, everybody, we're gonna turn off all the lights in here. Then I want you to all take 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 your phones, put your flashlights on, and just wave them from side to side. We're gonna have like a galaxy here." That's what he said. Yeah. So just this is just this. I'm gonna say it with an impression accent. It sounded beautiful. All right. So I want everyone. To, can we just turn this down real quick? Hey, shut it off. <laughs> Shut it off. So then. what we want to do is, if you got your mobile out, all right, <laughs> turn on the flashing light on the back, all right. Everyone, just we're going to turn these lights down, turn them all down, all right. I want, I want us to have a galaxy in here, and like starships, and like you know, like well Chewbacca, like <laughs> that's what we want. We want to get it John John Boyega style in here. Put out your mobiles, top them up. <laughs> Have, make sure you have enough minutes on your mobile. <laughs> Yo, when he said it, I was, it was beautiful. Like, in that moment, I was like, I need a tattoo of an astronaut today. <laughs> and, and I have Did one. Did you get one? Hell yeah! I got a whole, I got a whole astronaut on my arm, bro. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's good. Oh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's really good, but it's just like... Yeah, I got a tattoo of an astronaut, yeah. This is part when, when was this? When did you get it? I got this um, back in like I think June. Yeah, I got this back. In June. But I went. I went to the concert in like I went to the concert. I think December, and then I went uh, December fourteenth, and I got it in like June. But like a part of this is because like his whole because like, Valley whole thing was just like he's like a space like he consists of like an astronaut like he's like floating through space. Yeah, it's a lot of space. It's, it's very very spacey shit. But um, yeah, this song "You're a Man Now" is just basically just like when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was just like. I'm basically the same person, but now I'm just like replacing, you know, I'm replacing the young shit I used to do with like older. He's like, oh, I used to like video games, but now I like pills. It does kind of remind me a little bit spiritually of uh, like David Bowie. Uh, what was it called? The astronaut song. I forget. I always forget the name of the song. Space Oddity. Yeah. And the yeah. The, the, he's you know, it's about an astronaut going to space, and then there's something wrong. He can't go back. So it's kind of like transcending to another level another set of circumstances and you, you'd realize like you can't go back to the comforts of earth it's like yeah, I adulthood like, yeah i like that's why i like i think that's why like i always like space more than like i like space more than like the ocean oh for sure the ocean terrifies me i'll take my chances in space oh yeah i'd rather i'd way rather go into space yeah than the ocean yeah parts of the ocean i, I like the beach yeah the beach I'll is nice to, i'll stay in the surf but I'm not going. I'm deep sea. Deep no sea way. scuba diving shit. Nope. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell no. But like, I remember once I saw like a video. I was like, oh look, this is the clearest water. You could see everything, and I was like, yeah, fuck that. I would rather not. I'd rather not. So you would rather go to the edge of space yeah. than the edge of some water. Mariana Trench versus the infinite expanse of space. I'm taking space. Yo, I saw a, I saw a video of a dude. I mean, at least with sorry, at least with water, <laughs> you get in a trouble. You could go up. And you're, no, but, space. Where do you go? But but at, but at a certain point, here's the thing: if you go up, but if you go up like too fast, or if you go if you go up, if you go up the wrong way in water, you're dead. We all got to get scuba certified. If I you think go that's to- our, <laughs> our main problem, it's is also we're like, not handling the pressure very well. Literally, I mean, there's giant squids, yeah, sharks, unknown species. There's always some weird monster washing up on shore that we've never yeah. seen. It's like, what the fuck are you? What's the one? With, what's the one that has like the light on its head? Lamprey, ugly fish. 
That's a, it's called a lamp. It's, <laughs> it's going to be in that new A24 movie. <laughs> what was yeah, it's good. the lobster and the lamprey? <laughs> no, we're going deeper. Yeah, fuck it, yo. I don't, I don't fuck with that shit, bro. That 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 ocean, that deep sea shit. Oh yeah, I, I do not. I You'll can't. see graphics that are like you could put sixty five Mount Everest top to bottom, <laughs> and you wouldn't even be halfway down this trench where like horrible sea monsters live. Oh, yeah, and like octopuses are mad smart. Yeah, so smart. They're, gen- they're fucking geniuses. They're at least as smart as us. Yeah, they can't verbalize and and like synthesize thoughts. They're comparable to human beings in terms of intelligence. But they're not even coming over here. Right, they haven't they have, they have figured it out. Got dominion over the ocean. Have you seen they that? run the ocean? So, uh, there's some obvious that now they, they run on they run a little bit on like the beach and shit. They, they can go, go from tide pool to tide pool, like yeah. walking. They it's can, terrifying. They have, they, have, they have camouflage. Like, really, yeah. it's, it's really good camouflage. They can get into and out of jars. <laughs> they can put their whole body in a jar and twist the cap off. There's one. There was one that. There's one that could like predict. Like there's one that. There's so it, much information dog, about octopus. Dog, all real. It's all real. Oh, there, 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 there was one that used to like that used to pick like I think is I think it was NCAA like it's like March Madness or whatever. Uh, it yeah, picked yeah. winning teams. It went deep. It, it, got, it, got, it got to like at least like it a had sweet a sixteen. System. But, but what is it based in the information? <laughs> what is it based in the information? I don't it had know. An elaborate model based on past performances. <laughs> I don't like, know. Octopus. Like, like if it was watching the games and then chose, then I'd be like, all right, these <laughs> things. But if it was just picking based on the logo, like I like blue. It was sensing the magnetic field. Oh, a terrifying thing that I witnessed with my own two eyes, and I've read about more recently that confirmed that I wasn't crazy. Spiders can levitate using the magnetic fields of the earth and i witnessed this this oh, is the part shit. where i i lose everybody all the listeners all everyone in this room you're all gonna think i'm crazy because i brought it up one time <laughs> i saw this one time there was a there was a spider in my bathroom i took a hand towel and i like flicked it with the hand towel and then it like disappeared i didn't i thought i got it it was on the towel so i shook it off into the toilet and the spider is on on top of the surface of the water I hit the flusher, starts spinning around. I sw- on my life, the spider spun and levitated out of the toilet and landed on the floor. It it shook me. Yeah, but I, it's real. They use the silk from their webs to like wrap around their legs, and it somehow creates like static electricity with the magnetic fields of the earth, and they can levitate and they can fly like far. That's what's up. <laughs> Which came first, you having that information or seeing the spider do that? Seeing the spider do that. So I was like, oh, I'm an insane person. <laughs> and then I had to read about it <laughs> in the Atlantic like <laughs> seven <laughs> years later. <laughs> you, you had it in your heart for seven years. And you didn't tell anybody <laughs> about no, it. I, like, like, I need <laughs> information about this first. I'm not going to tell anyone about the flying spider. <laughs> you can't. Read it. But I fuck with spiders. I fuck with spiders, bro. I'm warming to them. Yeah. I've always been terrified of them, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming around. I wanted, I've wanted a spider tattoo for a long time, but that's always. But that's like a sign you do heroin. <laughs> Like, that's like that's that. You know, anybody see what the spider tattoo does? Hero, there's a dark past there. They just put it in tattoo. the tattoo needle. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, which needle is more harmful? <laughs> the one that's ejecting heroin or the one giving you a spider tattoo? <laughs> yeah, you can't do shit with that. Like a spider tattoo, they're both ruining your life. Unless you're Travis Barker. All right, well, I feel Trav- like he's got a spider in there somewhere for sure. He definitely, but that's a tough. Song. Remember when he got into that plane crash? Yeah, and he fucking served, and he like he had, he had to stomp out. The, him and um, DJ, I forget the last name. AM. AM, they had to stomp each other out. They had to what? Stomp out each other's fires. Like, they're both like on fire. Whoa, I didn't know they were on fire. Yeah, a lot of people died. A Jesus. lot of people died in those shows. So DJ AM survived that and later died? DJ AM died? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, he survived, yeah, he survived Sorry that. Sorry to report. But. Damn. But fucking, yeah, but 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, Travis Barker, yeah, he survived, yeah, he survived that shit. And it was Jesus. Cra- yeah. That's a tough, tough. I remember I saw him in That's the- friendship, man. You're stop, drop, and rolling each other. Yeah, you're like, st- like I have to step on you to, to live. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, dude. As you're stopping. Then, around. like, I think, like, three months later, he was in the uh, Kid Cudi Day and Night video, just looking into really? the distance. And it was, like, powerful. You're like, oh, shit. Speaking of astronauts, he's a man on the moon. <laughs> yep, man on the moon. But anyway, all right. So how'd you feel about your man now, boy? I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's vibey. Yeah, it's cool. It's vibey. It's ethereal. Yeah. However, like, I'm thinking about it, and based on the conversation we just had, like, we, we listened to that shit and immediately started talking about, like, octopuses <laughs> in space. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not hitting the vibe. What is you, adulthood to an octopus? You know? Yeah, exactly. It kind of puts things in perspective. Also, do you know that- Flying spiders. I mean, no adults have that figured yeah, out. Don't, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't spend time thinking, discussing this. So instead, I was like, that's- Because I was like, I like the song. It's cool. But yeah. I was like, let's let's be a little bit more on the nose. So I said, and I thought about, you know, the first- I thought about Big Thief. I thought about the uh, singer. And I was like, I got an idea. Let's go with New York by St. Vincent. Oh, I like St. Vincent. Yeah. It's hard to hate St. Vincent. Yeah. That first album was tough. Yeah, she's like just cool as she's. She's also like cool as shit. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people since her her first album have kind of aped her style. Like she's been super influential. Oh yeah, because she's like, because you know how hard it is to be like a white woman with like a personality. (laughs) (laughs) They're all trying so hard. Yeah, but she like, she like, but she like, she like has one. Like her like, and Rosie O'Donnell and, and Reba McIntyre. That's, Reba. Reba. That's it. Dolly. Sorry. Why does every mother in a Pixar movie look like Reba McIntyre? Is anyone yeah. else? Is that just me? A shock of red hair. They all. The smirk. The, yeah, yes. The thin they, smirk. All the moms in Pixar movies look like, except for like Coco. They yeah. all <laughs> look like Reba McIntyre. Sorry. Go ahead. But I think that's because like Reba, like she has like the perfect like. CGI like I'm Reba. <laughs> Reba's cool. Reba's cool. I fuck with Reba. Reba also had like she had, I like I liked her TV show a lot too. I used to watch uh, that. Okay. Yeah, because it was just like, hey, my my kid's pregnant in high school. Was she riding the Roseanne wave doing that? Nah. Or was she influencing Roseanne? No. Rose, I feel no, like Roseanne Grace was- Under Fire was riding the uh, the Roseanne wave. Yeah. I feel like this was a different a different thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Ugly people. Roseanne was the first to come. I watched. Everyone was just ugly. There were a lot of a lot of ordinary looking people. Except, I feel like if you saw those people all like in public, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a good looking person." But in the context of oh. TV and the family sitcom, they're not the Simpsons. They're yeah. not good looking like the Simpsons. No, oh, dude, you know, everyone on Roseanne was though. Okay, you had, you had Roseanne, then you had John Goodman, then you John. had their weird like little funky kids. They, they look, they, yeah. They, oh yeah, the one kid, the one kid that looked kind of good. Was the one that ended up on Scrubs? But they kicked her off the show for a while. Oh yeah, her yeah. She also is the voice of. Uh, she also she's on Rick and Morty right now, doing the voice of the mom. Oh really? Yeah. But anyway, it's kind of like. But they just they dressed like shit. The house looks. The house was hideous. A lot of unironic flannel. Yeah. I think I saw the first ugly gay couple. Really? Because like her, cause her boss at the her boss at like the diner wherever she worked, he was gay. He was ugly. I don't remember that. That's funny because every, every gay person they had put on network TV by that point had been like a fantabulous quip machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super sassy and like, oh my, like, he's just the best. All right. So, how'd you so feel the, about I like that. The theme of those two songs, like, they both had 
uh like i mentioned in 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 shark smile like the satisfying chord progressions that mm-hmm. are like you know the kind of have a soft warm tone to them yeah yeah those are they're comforting in that way that's what's up yeah i figured that's why i figured because i was thinking about it for real and it's like just moving back into the city and like just trying to find a job and do all that shit and it's one of those things where like new york and my short time here is it's hard and it sucks and it's like really cold and like shitty and stuff but when you're when you're in it like when you're really in it and like you know what you want to do the city kind of like welcomes you yeah if you have purpose, if you, that's if you, the main thing. If you have if you have purpose, you have a reason to be here. The city is yeah. like, okay, it's gonna be, it's tough, but you can enjoy being broke. Like if I I just moved here for a job initially, I yeah. hadn't I wasn't even doing comedy, and I moved here for an office job, and I was it was fine at the time because I was twenty two and you don't know anything. But if I had just kept doing that and I was like living in New York, just because that's where my job was, and I didn't really have a, a you know a path, I'd probably be super miserable. Oh yeah, yeah, because. I was in therapy talking about this shit, talking about comedy, how it's stressing me out. Yeah. And my therapist was just like, yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. The way you talk about this, there are people right now, I have clients that they're like, they're like accountants. They do this. They, they work in finance. They feel the exact same way. Yeah. But you're lucky that like you have something you're pat Like people, these people aren't passionate about their job. Having direction is so huge. Oh, it's, it makes everything. Just ha- yeah. Having direction, having, re- having yeah, direction, reason to be here makes it yeah. so much better. Because you see people all the time who like don't have that, and you see them at shows a lot, and they look at you and like they're like, or like after a show, sometimes the people like linger a little bit longer because they just cra- they're craving something that you yeah. got, and they don't want to do stand up per se. They might say, "Oh, I, want, I always want to try this." They want to do something with their lives. Yeah, but that need isn't met in their life. Yeah, exactly. they might have a nice apartment and they're doing great. But like, yeah, they, might, they have they have, a, they have a great apartment. Yeah, they have a great apartment. They don't have roommates. They don't got to worry yeah. about any of this shit. <laughs> they don't get paid and drink tickets, but they're just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> your life is fucking." Yeah, I'd rather. I think I would be happier failing at something I really care about than I would be at like just doing fine at you know something I don't give a shit about. Oh my god, yeah, it's that's it, that's facts, bro. Like, it's so it it's satisfying to like fail, and then you get and you finally get back home. Yeah, like oh, all right. Like I remember getting laid off from my office job. I was like, oh yeah, that that seems about right. Yeah. And then there are so many times in comedy where it's like, oh, here's an opportunity that maybe I got passed over for something that I didn't get and it's I've, I'm steaming about it but it's it's kind of cool to care about something that way right you know <laughs> I've had so many occasions I think we, I think every comic when you do when you do comedy long enough yeah everyone has a situation everyone has occasions where it's just like I was so close to a thing so close and I was so close to the person who literally went up right after me yeah got everything yeah and it hurt it hurt it hurts your soul like it hurts your soul. Like you can't kind of explain somebody. Like, yeah, I had a showcase, and I was funny, but I wasn't as funny as this other guy. And now I'm back here, and it's like that hurts my heart. And you think about it for months, but it's like, but did you get? I got fired recently, and I was yeah. just like, okay. But you tried, yeah, exactly. I was like, all right. But like, you tried to tell that comedy failure to some regular person, and they're like, oh, do you know Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite resonate. Yeah, it doesn't. And you're just like, you're trying to talk about, like, oh, I went to this part, I went to this after party, and, like, I saw this star, but then I saw in the star's eyes how tired they were. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, did you, you asked for a picture? Like, no. Because <laughs> I already saw the 3D image, man. I didn't yeah. need the picture. I saw <laughs> I saw all the way into their history. Yeah, I saw their... all the shit. I felt, I, like, I felt the desperation in the room. Yeah. But it's that's like, a trip. 
that's the, no, that, that's, a, that, that's a skill that you get as a comic too is like I think just being able to walk into a room and you feel how you could feel how everybody's feeling yeah like you're like oh this this room feels tense as hell or this room is like everybody's like awesome. this room needs something this room is skeptical of what we're doing here yeah well this room is waiting for us to talk about one thing yeah or they really don't want you to talk about one thing yeah exactly <laughs> I love, no, I, lo- I love that shit. And that's what, yeah, having a purpose. And, like, just New York strengthens that. And I can only For imagine sure. what it's like as a musician to live here. And, like, you're figuring your way out as a musician. Yeah. That has to be a whole other level. Of I shit. respect the hell out of guys like you who, like, who came, who started doing comedy. Because I started here after I was already living in New York. And, like, people who started in another city and were, you know, building up some skills and, like, making a name for themselves there and then had to, like, Okay, gear up and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to make this happen. Yo, I never had to do that. So it's like. It's um, it's a trip, to be honest. It's one of those things where it's just like you, because you're, you're in your scene. And the scene, I, I don't know how you feel about this, Nick, but like the scene when you're in it and you and that's all you know is this the shit. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so much it's fun. It's fun. You, you're going to all yeah. these great shows. You're doing this. You have comics. Comp- I remember going to Mendoza in Boston and seeing you guys, and I was like, oh, it's just fucking shit. Yeah, it's the shit. Or host Why would that- you ever leave? Yeah. <laughs> you, you host, and it's like, oh, you got some comic, and you're like, oh, wow. I'm making $20. This fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did a com- I, I was hosting for this guy. Like, oh, you, you know, he was in that movie. Well, remember, like, he was, there's that one scene in the movie <laughs> where the guy does like this. Yeah, I was with that you know, guy. You know, like the fake commercial in the movie. He's yeah. one of the guys in the commercial. <laughs> He's it. Yeah, and, but it means so much. But then, like the yeah. minute that you kind of see, like, I, I'm envious of you. But starting here is like you saw. You can see how far this shit really goes. And like the minute we saw, how far, like, for me, you see every level. You, you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Like, you go out. Like, I remember when we did fucking. Um, what was that festival we did? Bridgetown. Yeah, we did yeah. Bridgetown, and like that was because that, that to me was one of the few first times I was like, oh, this is how far this shit can go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, damn, like, wait, you can do what? That was a good mix of, like, most of the levels of comedy. That Even our, remember our bunk, especially. Yeah. That was, because it, it was me, it was you, it was Carmen. It was this wild amalgamation of, like, 30 people in this yeah. weird. Solomon Giorgio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's her name? Oh, uh, she's on my. Uh, Steptolev. Em- em- yeah, Steptolev was in the same, same bunk. Emma Woman. It was all Emma like in the, wow. six, yeah, this, 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 this six of us. Summer wow. camp style. And then I have to say, like, remember my first day when I got there. I just got there and I was like sitting looking at this bunk and shit. It's been like, wow. And it was so surreal. I heard somebody else like in the room because I was there by myself. And I looked and I like walked over because I was like, I'll be friendly. I walked over and I saw this dude. I was like, what up? I'm Tawanda. And he was like, hey, I'm Raga. Whoa! Yeah, Man, that's where that's, we all met. That's where I, that's I met him there that's too. That's where I met him, bro. And we like—I remember my first question was just like, "Who's your favorite rapper?" And I forget what he said, to be honest, because I was excited to say my favorite rapper. Cause yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Who's?" I was, I was like, "Gucci Mane." He's like, "Where?" And I was like, "Where?" And we had—I I believe was, we had that conversation. Too. Yeah, we all, that was, That's what <laughs> we talked about. King of the Hill. Yes, <laughs> and that's what that's what like. But that's the thing. So we all like ended up in this. We all ended up in the city figuring shit out, and it's just like. That's where New York is so welcoming because it's just like I think Raghav had designs on moving to New York. I think he was still in Minnesota. He was time. in Minnesota. He was in Minnesota, and then he came out to visit because he came out to visit because he did a uh, night train, 
Yeah, I remember you were on that shit, and his sister was there, and I saw a picture of his sister. I was like, his sister is fine. And I, te- <laughs> I, I, te- I like I hit you up. I was like, yo, can you man, can you just check to see if his sister is like actually fine? Because I might be tripping. Uh, <laughs> I heard I heard it like this was like it was yesterday. <laughs> what a distinct memory. Yeah, believe, yeah, we were on that show. Yeah, and then like he got he on. I was like, how'd you get that? Because I, I wanted that show so bad. And he told me how to do it. Yeah. I got on it, and I got I did it on the Halloween, and that was like my first like real trip to new york and i met more comics and i started mean i started meeting people and being like because once you're you, in that phase where it's like okay i'm gonna pop in every couple weekends and yeah and you see people see just like w- yeah again the city's like welcoming and it's kind of the city kind of sucks but it's still just like yeah you're out and you start seeing people like that you look at like oh i see you on facebook you're killing it but like, you see them and they're like oh you want to take the channel me to this other show and you right. see just hanging out with them you're like wait, festival what? friendships are forever they really they really <laughs> they really are Oh my god, it's wild! All right, so we're gonna get to the next portion of this uh, the show, where what happens is um, people write in. They write in, they have their issues, and we try to find songs for them. Mm. So I want you to pick out Yakety the- Sex. <laughs> Just picking one blind. <laughs> the, the solution to your problems is Yakety Sex. All right, let me get to this shit. I, I gotta get to the, all these people. Shout out to y'all who write in again if you ever want to write in about a situation you can write you can send us a dm at tl tlr pod on instagram or you can write in at tl tlr podcast request do not gmail. send emails to trl the show is not on anymore that's not they're on anymore but they still they still copyrighted the name so that's yeah. why it's tlr instead of tl all right so i got a few right here i want you to pick one out okay we'll think about it we'll find we'll when we'll find a song for them Yo, so the one that jumps out at me right away, not just because it's at the top, uh, back pain. If you've ever talked to someone who like has serious back, it, it like their face drops. It's like a super serious thing. I mean, Tiger Woods, favorite athlete of all time, de- deathly serious about back pain. Apparently, it's like su- it's a serious business. All right, so yeah. Back Do either of you guys have back pains, sciatica, or something like that? Ah. You know what you should use? <laughs> Icy hot. Just get that on there. Rub it in. You'll be fine. Well, Shaq just stopped, Bob. Well, he, you're right. He, he does love just working. <laughs> he never misses a chance to plug. Thank you, Shaq. Icy hot backpack. <laughs> I like this idea of two Shaqs just like <laughs> two, That's the podcast. Shacks. Two Shaqs. <laughs> Two shacks. Welcome back to Two Shacks. We're talking about uh, big shoes, socks, where you get them. It's really hard to find size 32 anyway. Use promo code <laughs> Shack Diesel. I got Casper mattresses. I sleep, I sleep on 18 Casper mattresses lined up together. Just lay them out like you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Oh my god! So our advice to the back pain issue person <laughs> is to listen, to listen to, to Shaq's, Shaq's rap <laughs> album. <laughs> listen to his diss track against Damian Lillard. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, god. No, did you did you hear Damian's his his diss track back? Yeah, Yo, was, he destroyed Shaq. It was not bad. Oh Dame's a Dame's a good rapper for a basketball player. Oh yeah, he's a, yeah. <laughs> what you have to say for a basketball player? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Is that a more legitimate beef than Nick Cannon versus uh, Eminem? No, uh, Nick Cannon. No, Nick Cannon's beef is way more legitimate because yeah, because Eminem fucked. I mean, song song wise. Oh, so all right. I love Nick Cannon's approach. By the way, just get a bunch of aspiring rappers to tank their career one song <laughs> in by dissing Eminem. Wait, I love his approach for a different reason. All right, these aren't aspiring. These are all successful. They were all successful battle rappers. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like. Not as successful as Eminem, but uh. not successful. <laughs> but all right, this is, this, is where, this is where I like. I'm the more the older I get. It's another reason I know I'm getting older because like I have more and more respect for Nick Cannon and what he's trying to do. Because <laughs> he he's building. He's built- this is you defending Hitler. <laughs> this is your barber, Nick. Nick, this is that. If you're watching this, Nick, I, I trust you, bro. I don't want to be on Wild Out. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna they let you go. To I mean, if you have a spot available, I'll come through. <laughs> they already, they already got, they already got Jacob Williams. So you're... Yeah, they, my spot is filled. Jacob yeah, Williams has tenure there. <laughs> oh my god, he's, 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 doing, he's, he's doing his thing. He's balling. Have no you, have no wa- disrespect to Jacob Williams. Have you, have you, have you watched him on? Have you ever watched any of his yeah, episodes? Yo, I've he, watched. I've roast battled Jacob, but no Jacob fairly well. The, the, yeah, he's he brings that. He hits that spot, man. Yeah, he says spot perfect, and then Maddie, and then Maddie's, Maddie's on there. Maddie's great. Yeah, Maddie's great. Yo, that's the thing. He, he gives opportunities to like you wouldn't expect him. Like, go oh, all right, but it's, he gives them he gives them opportunities. Then he has seasoned battle rappers. Like, yeah, some of the no, literally some of the conceited ba- conceited is on there. Hitman Holla's on there. Charlie yeah. Charlie Clips is on there, and he got Charlie Clips and Hitman Holla to do a diss track, and like they they actually know how to battle rap. So it's like yeah. But the problem with a lot of battle song, rappers make pretty poor actual rappers. They do. Yeah. They are bad rappers. But they're great. They're great at making this. The only problem is with that. With that, Nick Cannon, this he had like twenty four bars, <laughs> and they both had like six. <laughs> he did the lion's share. He did the lion, but at the same the time, distance. it's like. But I think it's also just like now he's atta- like he's a, now everyone's just gonna attack Nick instead of attacking them. However, mm. Charlie Clips and like uh, Man Hall are both just like yeah. I'm getting death threats. <laughs> yeah. The M Hive is gonna come after you. Oh my god, Eminem's fans are fucking crazy. Yeah, I would not. I would not make my first foray into popular music being a diss track against Eminem. Yeah, you don't don't do that. Actually. I mean, because Zeno in debt, there just seems to be no one left to bully. Oh my god. Bush is pussy. Why the fuck do you think his name's Bush? Puss is bushy. Oh my god, <laughs> that freestyle was one of my favorite things ever. That's the uh, fub fub you cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can suck up my dick through the tuba. Oh my god! All right, so think about back pain. I'm trying to think. Real I hard. have one. Um, oh yeah, one that sticks out. It's it's like a weird release from Deer Hunter. One that I I've never really heard a release like this. It's like a 10, 11 minute song called Time Bends. Uh, all one word. Deer Hunter is also all one word. It's like a long, yeah, it's 12 minutes long. It's very, I don't, trancy isn't the right word, but it's like immersive and kind of takes you out of whatever you're doing. Like you, it's meditative in a way. It is a good song that you can like take, that, that you can take pills to and like drink a glass of wine. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that. not advocating that, but <laughs> I am totally advocating like, a couple of pills and some wine won't hurt. Like a, a couple. Jimi Hendrix died, but okay. No, a, 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 like, I'm, I'm saying like two. <laughs> like literally two. I'm not saying like ten, nigga. Like, no, don't take two oxy's and drink a glass of wine, please. Yeah, no, yeah. Take like take half. <laughs> take of, two Tylenol, maybe. Take, okay, you take like a Percocet, which is like a quarter. That's like a quarter oxy, right? Like, okay, you, I don't know. Take a Percocet. Oh, take, take, take a I'm perk. I'm not the pharmacist here. I'm not <laughs> yeah, take a perk. Yeah, take a perk and take a perk and sip some like what's it call it? What's the uh, what's the wine? Tea? The bare no, the barefoot. 
Um, Robert Mondavi. Yeah, yeah, get some Robert Mondavi for 2011. Get some Woodbridge. Yeah, do that shit, bro. Relax. Actually, the the person who wrote that in is pregnant, so don't. Really? Yeah, don't do any of that. Yeah, don't. No, no, don't do that. This is this is musical Lamaze from Deer Hunter. (laughs) Oh my god. Speaking of Lamaze, I've been watching Reno 911 because that's my favorite show. And like, you ever seen Reno 911? Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. Yo, when fucking Paul Rudd plays the Lamaze teacher. Oh, I, I don't remember it. But oh my god! Crazy. Like he plays a teacher who clearly sleeps with like the women in the class. <laughs> Hell yeah! And it's so fucking fu- like because it's like he clearly does, but at the same time, it's like he still has like this energy of like it's still like innocent, like this the way. Yeah. He moves, but it's like he's perfect. Like, hey, like he's that guy. Like he's, he's, yeah, he's that guy. Yeah. But he's no Paul Rudd is amazing, incredible. I can't believe they improvised that show. Yeah, they improvised everything. And the fact that, like, you, sometimes you watch. If I, I've watched enough, if you watch close, you can see them all like trying not to break. Yeah, like some, I love that. Yeah, and what's her name, Trudy? Yeah. And I, when I realized they improvised it, she became my favorite character because it's like she says everything with such enthu- like with such like, not even enthusiasm, but just like believability. You're just, yeah. Like, There's such a sadness. Yeah, it's to just that a, character yeah. in every scene. Oh my god! Everything she says, and she's like a bad. She's like great, like. The show, everyone on that show was racist, <laughs> yeah. sexist. They say they like, but everyone I know who watched it, they spiteful, all spiteful, stupid, aggressive. No, the show was on, used to be on Logo. Really? It was on Logo for a while. Yeah, I didn't know that. But like, that's the crazy, that's the crazy thing. Like, but it's like it was all that shit. But I think that why why it worked was that like the cast just melded and worked so well together. Yeah, you could tell they all liked each other a lot. And that energy always when that when people actually like each other and have genuine like that's so big for sketch. I mean, I I've I'm an SNL fan. Yeah, I'm one of the like few remaining in comedy. I still watch it. I'm not always satisfied. I think it's still like kind of good. Uh, but the thing that when I feel like it's not as great as it can be, it's because it's lacking that thing that great sketch comedy had, like you said, where it's like, oh, I can tell these people are friends. Yeah. This is a group of friends putting on a show. This isn't like. A corporation scrounging together a group of people put on a show. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I think um, the best, yeah, the best guys from SNL now. We, we can tell like, oh, they have fun I, with yeah, them. they have fun. Oh, you, also, you also know like, oh, the writer and the Dan Licata or Anna Dresden or someone like oh, has Dan fun yeah. writing that oh, my with God. like really yeah. funny people. Even like, like Streeter watch, Seidel or somebody. Or you watch like Sam J work with like yeah. Chris Red or whatever. You're just like, yeah. you could tell they were in an office laughing their ass. Exactly. Have you, have you been? Have you been to a taping? Not been to a taping. Oh. We, like we we went and it's fucking like Riff City. It's just fun, yeah. But it's like it's also so corporate. It's like sure, yeah. But it, it, it's so important to be like the chemistry has to be there, yeah. Because everything else is like without that, everything else is just yeah. The chemistry is built in the back rooms, yeah. Back pain. It's all full circle. <laughs> all full circle, baby. All full circle. All right. So this song goes on for like six twelve minutes. minutes. Yeah, right, we, we can like we can. Say that song one more time. Time Bends by Deer Hunter. All right. so It's almost like a, a blur between a song and an EP. It's like just one single that they put out. I like that. I want to see more of that. Yeah. I want to see just one. With the way music is consumed now, you can kind of do that. Yeah. Like, I think what's it's weird, like, you can do that, or it's like, you can either do that, or you could just drop like a 50-track album. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like the, the Chris Brown approach. Besides, mm-hmm. besides beating women, is 
is to like drop like he'll drop like 50 songs and that and that gets his streaming up so it gets it's yeah. crazy or like in comedy how you don't need to put out an hour anymore it could be 40 minutes it could be 28 minutes or whatever because like you don't you're not beholden to a tv schedule mm-hmm. you could just do kind of do what you want yeah i've been trying to figure out like how like i've been mine's I've gonna been, be six hours yeah <laughs> i've been trying to figure it out because like when it comes to comedy and making like an hour like building material i have this what i'm stuck at is like I like I write jokes or whatever, and then like I have a joke that works, I like it, and then I'll keep telling that. Then I'll write more, but like, oh, that first joke is fucking awful. <laughs> and you'll see me like on stage trying to tell it, and you could see it in my face like I don't, I don't want to. I do that too. It's I don't like, want to. I, I don't want to say. I don't believe in it. Like I don't even think. I don't think like this anymore at all. Yeah. Mm. So it's like trying to figure out how do I like make this all work. And I, what I'm a fan of, and I was like very, I was, I was thinking about doing it is like if I could do like the half like not documentary shit but like yeah. the half like the half docu and like the, the half, Gary Goldman special that just came out yeah Gary Goldman or even like the uh what you call it uh the roast bat the roast like the roast dude what's his name Jeff Ross Jeff Ross yeah, the yeah. way he does his shit it's kind of like alright I'm gonna yeah, take yeah he roasts prisons roasts the uh um, the cops and the shit the border yeah he does all that shit and it's and, great because um now it's like you can, it gives more context, and now the things you're saying has more weight. Yeah. Or even like you ever listen to Sam J's album? I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's dope? Because like in between songs, it'll just be like either like just be like her having conversations, and now yeah. it's, and now it's giving more weight to what's being said. And I think that's what make that's that's what makes good. You comedy. spend more time with the artist, you get to know them a little. Exactly. Better. I love that shit. I've always thought a, a, a goal is to uh, build an hour to do on the road. But put out a special or an album or something that's like thirty six minutes or something like that. Yeah, because a special is like uh, someone has described it to me as like it's just an ad for who you are. As a yeah. So like, you can you know not give away the whole act and people will come out and see you. And it's easier to like build specials that way because they're right. shorter. <laughs> yeah, because and also yeah, people consume things so differently now. Yeah, and it's like now it's about like oh I gotta make, instead of like being like I need like tight five I seem like a good like minute and a half that I could put on Instagram. Yeah, like, captioned perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's my goal for twenty twenty is to have more of that shit. I should be doing that stuff because that like it, it gets so many engagements. It gets so many engagements and it's not like the hardest thing to do. Yeah, the hardest part is being like, all right, I like this joke enough to be like, I'm gonna put this online. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's the. I'm gonna part with this. Yeah. Mm. With that said, here's I want your help. I want your advice on this because like this is a musical advice show and I like to ask my guests and shit to help me with something. Mm. And my biggest issue right now is um trying to like myself enough that I can promote myself. Oh, it's the worst. Because it's like, it's so hard because you want, like, it's hard to be like, like, if I was, if I was like, I have a show, you're on it. I could talk, I could say, oh, JP's great for all these reasons, da, 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 da. And but talk about myself, it's like, it's, it's just, easier to talk about someone else. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I actually went through this thing um, a couple of days ago around New Year's, whatever, well, around New Year's, for anyone who's listening to us whenever this drops, um, People, you know, people on Facebook are like, oh, so here are all the accomplishments I had this year. I was, I worked on this. I wrote for this. Mm-hmm. I did. And it's like, to me, I'm always just like, you piece of shit. Like, stop bragging. But <laughs> Brag more subtly. Yeah. <laughs> but it like, so, so I was like, well, this is what I'm going to do instead. Because I, 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 was, I was mad because I was jealous of the fact that I can't do that. I don't fucking do that in a way that comes off like genuine. It sounds like shitty. So what I did instead was like, I'm going to talk about, oh, well, this year. Um, my accomplishment. My friend did this. My friend did that. My friend. Did That's this, cool. My friend did that, and this means a lot to me because their accomplishments mean so much to me. Because 
I'm in their circle. And they, these people that I respect, they respect me as well. Yeah. And anytime they win, I feel like I won as well. So I'm very proud of my friends. And this is gonna, it, this inspires me to do great things. That's awesome. My mom saw this and was just like, is everything okay? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And she's like, I just saw, I saw your post. And I'm like, Tawanda, you, you're, you're doing well. Like, stop being, like, you, are you depressed? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, but I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, this fuck is not doing anything. I was like, no, I'm doing stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's just a post because I saw everyone else post like their brags and shit. I didn't say anything. I said, but their brags and stuff. And she was like, well, can you like at least like post yours so I can feel about yeah. it? And I was like, damn. That's great. See, <laughs> so, the way I approach it is like, I uh, never, if I'm going to like, talk about something i did or something i'm doing i never approach it with like full sincerity i'm always just like the king is coming to your city uh, <laughs> bringing his genius comedy and like go super fake arrogant with it yeah just but like uh, the thing that sucks is that like it sometimes either a that reads is like real arrogance you're like right. oh fuck this guy. i'm willing to take that risk or it's like it's kind of like it kind of to me when i try to do that shit kind of to me it trivializes how i like now i'm just like yeah eh, whatever and I'm doing this thing, and I, and I want to be. I want to be enthusiastic. I want to be like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm really excited. I'm really happy about this." Yeah. I'm not saying this to shit on you, but I'm just like every now and then I'll bust out the real sincerity. Like yeah. I got to open for Colin Quinn a, a year ago or so. I remember and I was that. like, "Okay, this is time for sincerity. <laughs> it's coming out. This is 11 year old me being very happy. So I'm gonna be like, you know, say I'm genuinely happy to be doing this. Yeah. But I, most of the time, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, making light of the whole self-promotion situation exactly so i'm trying to figure out how to like so i'm trying to find a song that'll help me like figure out like how to not necessarily self-promote but just how to give myself the respect that i deserve mm. as i've been doing this because i've been doing comedy for 10 years you know like fuck it i just des- like i just i, des- I've I done the work i've done the work i deserve to respect myself and my craft enough to like want, want this to do want this to yes 100 percent. like it's like if i was in school i'm like oh i got an a i got an a again i'd be like no i worked hard for this yeah yeah i think uh there i th- that's case in point like all confidence is fake that's my opinion. I, I believe there's no such thing as earned confidence. People say, oh, so-and-so has unearned confidence. You're like, where does that come from? It's all bullshit. People who have been crushing it for 20 years still doubt themselves. And, you know, I think sometimes you just, you really have to just fake the confidence no matter what. No matter how good you actually are, you have to just, like, you know, convince yourself that you're the shit. Like, based on nothing. Yeah. Don't try to base it on something. Just exactly. be- That's facts. And also, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's kind of insulting to the audience. It's like, okay, look, I made plans. I paid money. I took the train. or I paid for like a $30 Uber. Got a babysitter. I got whatever. a babysitter. I did all this stuff to sit here with my date or somebody I'm trying to impress because I had a really stressful week. Yeah. And you're up there telling me that you don't believe in what the fuck you're saying. Right. Don't, yeah, don't say that, oh, I'm not that good. Or like, this show sucks. It's like, they came out, you know? I, I used to do that shit a lot. I, yeah, I, I feel like I, I've done that too. I stopped doing that because I, I remember I got pulled aside and like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, like everyone's working really hard, and I was just like, "I'm not. I'm saying it like, like oh, okay, we're in a basement. We're, the comedy cellar is a basement." Yeah, <laughs> like just people relax. still want to laugh. So yeah. yeah, like, so what's a good song to make me like in your mind? Like, what's a good song? What's what's a song that helps you? Like, Two Chains, Money in the Way. Oh, what, what album? That's like a, on uh, rapper go to the league. Oh. All I, right. I think it's uh, it's a combination of like, hell yeah, I just killed something, or the fucking king is back. <laughs> you gotta like rap, 
or go Pop to your chest league. out a yeah. little bit. Rap or go to the league. That's and so great. That's a title. Yeah, those were the two choices. Like, well, I guess I'll be a hugely successful rapper or a professional basketball player. And the crazy thing about Two Chains is like he actually could have done either. Yeah, you, you, you ever watch for Georgia State? You watch the highlights. Six, five. He can dunk. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. Uh, also, this, this this was also like executive produced by LeBron James. Really? Yeah, he was. But it's one of those things where like. He executive produced it, and I was like, I really wish he didn't. Like LeBron, <laughs> like you don't need to be like I was. Cause I was like, you you've probably seen the vine or whatever, or like the gif or whatever. Of LeBron like bobbing his head in the movie, like yeah, like that. And it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, you're not. I'd be like, I'm two chances. Like I'm gonna coach your basketball team. Be like yeah, I like that. Like good player, LeBron. It's like, no, relax. Just yeah. I feel like that's LeBron's move. He's gonna be the. He's gonna be like a huge Hollywood producer after he's. Retired from the league. I don't. I'm not. I'm not 100. Sure. I'm, I'm not sure what his move is going to be because I feel like his move now is just like I think he's. I think he's learning now that um, the best thing for him is like, oh, I can just raise my sons to be great players as well. Yeah, and then I think he might. He's going to play one league, one year in the league while uh Bronny's in. Yeah, that's playing his that, year. That's his goal. And I think he's. I think I see him like this. Is why I also. This is why I love LeBron. This is why I like LeBron now because I, I hated LeBron for. Years, yeah. As a Celtics being a Celtics fan, fan it's gonna be tough. Yeah. But I'm a Nick fan, and we're so beaten. That's like I can just enjoy LeBron. Exactly. I couldn't. I couldn't enjoy. It, but now I'm just like seeing him like just be like a dad and be like, yeah. He's doing all this work and like trying to like you know, he's staying he's staying in shape, he's staying building in shape. a school and yeah. all this shit. It's like yeah. He wants and he like he can't he can't wait for his son to play with him. Yeah. He can't wait. So it's just like that. That's it's such a, a pure. That's motivation. You can't hate. You can't hate that. Yeah. Like it sucks that like I. As a Celtics fan, I like LeBron more than I like Paul Pierce. Because <laughs> Paul Pierce won't shut his mouth. Paul Pierce has the takes. Kendrick Perkins has some takes. All the old Celtics guys. KG, solid acting performance in Uncut Gems. You ever see, you ever see KG say equivalent? No. <laughs> how, how would that go? Nick? I don't know. But like... Because he's talking, like, because he was talking, he's like, all right, so as you can see right here, uh, Giannis is playing at the equivalent level. <laughs> he's got a quick equivalent. It's so quick. And we're like, wait, excuse me? Oh, also to bring it back and play that 2 chain song, what was great is, you ever see that clip of, uh, I think it was KG's, like, show, they, like, I think this guy has a halftime show or whatever, uh-huh. and 2 chains was on it, and he was the highest person I've ever seen. He's like that future gif where he's just like melting into the chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's like he's just, he's just standing, has the ball, has the ball in his hand. He's like he's just, he's just looking, at, he's looking at nothing. Oh, KG was super high. No, no, future was two chains. Yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah. two, two, two chains was KG. I think was like regular high. Yeah, but he's just standing there, like staring, and they're all just like, "Yo, chains, you good? Where are you right now?" Yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I, lo- I love, I love, two chains. I love his whole story. I love how hard he works. He's awesome. I, I love- saw him do this. I heard first heard this song when he did a uh, musical performance on the. I think it's the first episode of Jesus and Mero. Oh wow! He's like he's like performing in a bodega or like a restaurant or something, wearing a huge fur coat. This is, this is awesome. I saw him live. Yeah, when he broke his leg. Really? Yeah, and he had to like, yo, that's uh, his- yeah. I remember, he like still did the show with the broken leg. Yeah, I watched. Um, I think I watched. I think I watched a documentary about it too, where it's like he broke his leg and his whole team was like, okay, yeah. So how are we gonna handle this? And two hands was like, all right. 
I got an idea. <laughs> All right, uh, we have the trap house in the background because now because they were like now we're like focused on the set. Yeah, because the set has to be great. So he had the trap house the in the set. back. He had the trap choir. He had a, like he had, he, he had dancers. Trappy the dog. Yeah, Trappy. Then he had like he had dancers like he had a dancer that would like a, da- a nurse that would like roll him around. Yeah, and twerk and stuff. Then he had like a, <laughs> he had a he had a pink wheelchair. Then you walk to the venue like in the in the venue he had like the wheelchair like you could sit in it and take a picture in it. Incredible. So like he was like the Byron Leftwich of rat. You know Byron Leftwich was just playing at Marshall. He yeah. broke his leg in a game. Went to the hospital during the game. Got diagnosed. Got X-rayed. Came back and led the game-winning drive in the mm. fourth quarter. His teammates were like carrying him to the line of scrimmage. And he's oh yeah, I remember, that. I remember that. Man, that was two chains. Then he played for the Jaguars, and it was just like. <laughs> He was okay. Yeah, he was okay, but it's like the Jaguars weren't. <laughs> no, Jaguars. So. Yeah, but uh, Chains, man, I just thought, I love, like, you ever watch his uh, show? Most Expensivist? Yeah. I think I've seen clips of it, yeah. Yo, there's an episode where, like, he sits down with Robin Leach. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Robin Leach, literally, like, I'm here with two chains. <laughs> he passes the tor- He passes him the torch. Wow. He, te- like, he teaches them how to do things in the proper way. Yeah. Chains, you see Two Chains, like, all right, well, it's, it's so cool, like, Robin Lee's like respects him. That's awesome. Also, it's a great show because like, I love it because like you see two chains up there. He's like, look, I have a lot of money, but I'm not buying. I mean, like, there's, there's some shit that he just doesn't like. Yeah. And somebody's like, yeah, we have this two hundred dollar ice. And he was like, wait, what? Good. It better be meth. And they're like, yo, <laughs> try it. And he like, he's, he drinks something. He's like, it's just, it's just ice. It's just ice. But I love two chains, man, because like he, that's a guy that again, like, I look to because he blew up late in his career. He yeah. took a lot of he like he he had already been Titty Boy. He'd been Titty Boy. He was signed to Ludacris. He didn't that didn't work out. So he started selling weed. Sold a lot of weed. Sold a lot of weed to Lil Wayne. So much so that like when he's like, hey, can I get a feature? Lil Wayne was like, oh, sure. Lil Wayne gave him a feature for like a super low price. He Maybe names all free. those names on uh, on um, Statute of Limitations on the same yep. album. <laughs> exactly because they because they can't arrest him for that shit. <laughs> yeah. But then like what happens is that Lil Wayne um, gives him the feature. It's Lil Wayne when Lil Wayne is red hot. Yeah, he's Duffel Bag rapper. Boy goes crazy. That's right. That's what he was on. And Wayne, the chains takes the money that he made from that, and he buys his own tour bus. And he chops his feature price. He cuts it super low. So he's got like, to do a feature for anybody. Does hella features. Yeah. Drops mixtapes, and then he just tours constantly. Smart. And then like, but then the thing was his features. Like, he also like he dumbed down his style to be like okay. Uh, I can rap. I can just flow with anybody. Yeah, because now you listen to him. It's like he he was always he was pretty much always this good. Yeah, but he dumbed himself down a lot to just fit with so many people. So now it's like he go on tour. Like, oh, I know the guy. He he did this. He did this. He, did this. he basically was just like he he was feature king. He did all these features. The next thing you know, it's like he starts building up his own momentum. Bid in war. Signs to good music. Has the best verse on Mercy. Yeah, like Kanye literally like alley oops him. Like Kanye, legit, this is the first song you hear Kanye rap. You like to my campaign. Yeah, Coop the color I love mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, drunk and hot at the same time, drinking champagne on an airplane, spit rounds like a gun rage, beat it up like rampage. Like it's like he was. And, he kills that song with uh, Gucci Man too. Both yeah, eyes closed. Yeah, one of my favorites. Oh, he he, yo, he he kills mad shit. Then after that, he drops his first album. The album goes based on the true story. That shit goes crazy. Yeah, and it's like That's with birthday song. And, yeah, uh, no different. lie. I'm, no, I know. I'm different. Is on. Um, I think it's some based on a true story too. Oh right. No, right. no, wait, no, no, wait. It's it's after that. It's uh on some other. It's I forget what it's on, but it's like it's, I think I'm different. Is it's 
at we might be on Bass Country Stories too, but I don't know. But like, shout out to Two Chains, he's great. And thank you for that song, man. I'm listening to <laughs> Mad Two Chains after this. Thank you so much. Now tell me, JP, where can people find you? On Twitter at JP underscore McDade. Uh, on Instagram, McDade Baby. I post all my stuff about shows there. I have a weekly show at the stand every Thursday. It's free upstairs. Usually it's been selling out, so come check it out. We get really good lineups. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all my plugs. I, I got some dates coming up uh, around New York, but if you want to see those, they're on my social media. Ah, excellent, excellent. And again, guys, this has been Tawanda's Live Request. I appreciate you guys for listening. This has been a great episode. Thank you so much. Thank you David. so much. It was so much fun. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. You can find us at TLR Pod on Instagram, and then um, you can also email us at TLR Podcast Request at gmail.com. And we'll help you out. All right, guys. Peace. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to one slide request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.